I think that the best way to think about climate change is to break it down into the different areas and the different effects you, where you can see it. So certainly, we just had a massive storm, and that's what rings into people's hearts there. Um, so with these massive storms, it's not just the weather, but it also carries air pollution and fungal spores. And when in these systems, it pushes it all down to the ground. So we certainly see an increase in people who are coming with asthma during these events. That's Dr. Anna Gunz, an ICU doctor at the London Health Services Centre, who is working on a pilot program with Global Minds Collective to see whether mindfulness practices might help teens affected by climate anxiety. I'm Robert McLean, your host of Climate Conversations. This is the latest episode. Welcome. It's great to have you on board. Climate Conversations is assembled here in Shepparton, in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. A CBC story entitled, Is Climate Change Impacting Our Mental Health? begins, In Southern Ontario, other researchers are trying to figure out how young people can best manage their climate anxiety. It says, basically we have lots of kids who are really aware of how we're not doing enough to fight climate change. That's the perfect illustration of why climate change is causing our youth so much anxiety, said Anna Gunz, who is a paediatric ICU doctor at the London Health Services Centre, where she focuses on how the climate crisis affects children. You can have a listen now to what Anna Gunz has to say and you'll find a link to the entire story in the show notes. Climate change is affecting every aspect of our lives and also the lives of kids. My next guest is a pediatric critical care doctor here in London, and she's already seen the effects of the climate crisis on her young patients. Dr. Anna Gunz works at the London Health Sciences Centre. She's an expert on how climate change affects kids' health. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I want to talk about the physical and emotional impact of climate change on kids. Let's start with the physical. What are you seeing here in London in terms of how kids are affected by climate change? I think that the best way to think about climate change is to break it down into the different areas and the different effects where you can see it. So certainly... We just had a massive storm, and that's what rings into people's hearts there. Um, So with these massive storms, it's not just the weather, but it also carries air pollution and fungal spores. And when in these systems, it pushes it all down to the ground. So we certainly see an increase in people who are coming with asthma during these events, as well as injury um, and mortality, which we all saw in October. Um, And in fact, my colleague's brother-in-law was affected um, and and died during one of these events. So those are very uh, sort of things that people are acutely aware of. Um, And when there are power outages as well, we see people who have had issues with food um, spoiling or water contamination, especially people who live in water or sorry, in apartment buildings um, when the power is out. Heat. Heat is a huge problem and I think is underestimated. And here we are in an extended heat warning. So we see kids coming to the emergency um, department in higher rates, especially for respiratory infectious illnesses with electrolyte imbalances and so on. And that, it goes hand in hand with air pollution and air quality, which is harder to pick out single events. But I think people are uh, pretty unaware of the effects that it has on, on people. So certainly in children, we see 
children who wouldn't otherwise have asthma come in with asthma effects when there's poor air quality, it changes lung function. But it also crosses into the blood in these some of these microparticles, and that causes inflammation in the body. So in older people, we see people with heart attacks and stroke, and in younger people, it affects their psychomotor development, and we see higher rates of depression, uh, conduct disorder, and even schizophrenia in people who've had, in children, who've had long-term exposure to air um, air pollution. And that includes, now we have these uh, huge wildfires, and that smoke travels hundreds of kilometers that also impacts our air quality, and is felt more on days like today. What about the emotional impact of climate change and the eco-anxiety that comes along with, with being, right, uh, being alive right now, especially kids? It's really crippling. And again, I think of it in terms of acute, subacute, and long-term. So just being in a storm um, and being affected by this, we know depression, anxiety, and PTSD happen and in young children. And certainly there are a lot of children who vocalize after that massive storm in October. Fear, and I see that in my own children now. Every time there's a massive storm or tornado warning, they're panicked. And they're not wrong to be. This is happening more and more in their lifetime. Heat as well makes everything, anyone who has any mental health issues, it can worsen it. And so we know that there is actually even globally, at 27 degrees seems to be about the threshold, increase in suicidality, as well as aggression and violence in our communities. So we have to think about that um, in these heat waves and who's affected and who's, who's at risk. And then you're right, this, this eco-anxiety, this distress, just knowing about what's happening, and that is affecting all of us. And it say that it's actually a normal reaction. And so it's hard to know what to do with these feelings, but we, a lot of us say, you know, first of all, lean into it, breathe through it and acknowledge this, and then try and translate that into action. But it's hard with our adolescents, we worry, because you can easily burn out too, because this is so daunting. Those who, who put their heart and soul into it can then often have sort of even worse despair. So I think the key with eco-anxiety is to motivate us towards action and keep going, but without getting towards despair, because without hope, we're nowhere. And that's a really hard thing for especially our youth to sort of navigate on their own. There's a new clinic, only the second in Canada, opening at LHSC that will help link kids' health and the environment. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, we're really excited about this. Um, I actually joined the Edmonton Clinic about three years ago, and now we've, uh, we're opening it up here at LHSC. So it's open to um, anyone who thinks that their child's health is affected by the environment in any way. So not just climate change, but exposure to toxicants like lead um, or have undifferentiated illness and no one can give them a diagnosis. And they wonder about the environment as well as people with uncontrolled asthma and they think it's beyond allergies. Um, and our clinic is not just about the clinical work, though. We also have advocacy and research in our mandate, and we'll be holding forums for Ontario and for the public to help us steer where our advocate, advocacy and research efforts go. So we'll be inviting everybody to be involved um, and have some say in how we can serve the community. Do we know the full impact of climate change on kids' health? Absolutely not. So this is what we know now is only what's been measured. And some of that is what has been, someone has thought to be measured. So I'll give you a great example. So there is a, a, um, a defect of the abdominal wall that babies can get um, in utero, and it's called gastroschisis. And somebody found out that wildfire smoke exposure 
just before conception and in the first trimesters associated with this. And I bet you it was just somebody who went, huh, we're seeing a lot more of this. I wonder why. So as the climate change evolves and as people are observing more, then we're going to see more measurement. And also, as it gets worse, we're going to see more effects. So the exact impacts are really a moving target right now. But I'll say, so 20 years ago, I did a degree in environment um, and geography. And the words then were, we know it's affecting our ecosystems now, but we need to move before we before we see it in human health. And now I'm standing in the ICU, which is really the iceberg. We only see the the worst things or things that have gotten so bad that come up in, into the pediatric ICU because most kids don't need an ICU doctor. And now I'm standing there, and there's many patients I can draw a direct line between their health and the environment and their health and climate change, and that's terrifying. It's just giving us more momentum. We need to act now. I hear you. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Anna Guns. She's a pediatric intensive care doctor here in London. And don't forget, you'll find a link to that story in the show notes. And now we go to Crazy Town. Here's a snippet from the latest episode of Crazy Town, and you'll find a link for that in the show notes. Welcome to Crazy Town, where I think that I shall never see a thing as lovely as a global free trade agreement that maximizes profits for corporate overlords. Hey, this is Rob. I'm filling in this week for our producer, Melody Travers. In this season of Crazy Town, Jason, Asher, and I are exploring the watershed moments in history that have led humanity into the cascading crises we face in the 21st century. Today's episode is about the rise of neoliberalism and its outsized influence on politics, economics, and how we view the world. The watershed moment took place in 1971. At the time, the estimated carbon dioxide concentration in the atmosphere was 326 parts per million, and the global human population was 3.78 billion. You'll find a link to Crazy Town and many other links in the show notes. That wraps up this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. Until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please... If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends.